Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Today's message is titled Faith Forward. And with the last service of the year, I want to prepare us to move forward into the new year. And it's so important for us not just to bring our, you know, our dreams forward to 2019, it's not, you know, it's not only our New Year resolutions that we got to bring forward. And some of you are laughing because you caught what I meant there. Bring it forward because you didn't get to achieve it this year. Uh, but also, you know, bring some of your targets forward. Uh, but it's also very important to bring your faith forward. Uh, because in 2019, uh, you know, the, the, the dreams and the targets and the destination that God has in store for you in the New Year cannot be achieved with last year's faith. And you're going to need new faith for the new year. And so I want to share a message that will help us uh, to strengthen our faith and to bring our faith forward, not just forward into a new year, but bring it forward to the next level. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's next level. We want to help everyone here go up the next level in terms of our usual achievements, our usual hopes and dreams, but definitely, definitely also in the things of God. And in a while, what we're going to do is we're going to spend some time writing down some of our hopes and our dreams, some of the things that we want to see in the new year, and we want to write it down and commit them to paper, and this, whether it's a piece of paper or some of you brought your journals, write it in your journals. Some of you brought your physical Bibles. You can write it in the front page of your Bible or any blank pages in the Bible. And uh, let it be uh, uh, almost like a, a, a writing down and believing God for it to be testimonies in advance. You know, sometimes God blesses us more than we realize. And the reason why we don't even realize that we're blessed by God is because we don't take note that actually this was something I've been praying for a very long time for. And so we've been doing this together as a church. This will be our third time doing it. And every year, the testimonies just grow stronger and stronger. And uh, we want to write down in a while. We're going to give the church a while to write down some of our hopes, our dreams, some of the things that we want to see ourselves break through in, our family break through in, and commit them to God. God as we end today's service. And, uh, you know, so many of the bar students uh, that we have a privilege of doing life with, uh, and they all graduated middle of this year, and they, a lot of them mentioned that uh, passing the bar exam was one of the things that they actually committed to God for at the New Year's Eve service of last year. You know, some people graduated with first-class honours. Like even before they graduated, they got a job. And uh, they came up to me and they said, Pastor, actually, this was also one of the things that we wrote down for, that God, you will guide my future. And God has done it. You know, for me personally, uh, I wrote down a few things. Uh, and uh, we've seen a lot of them come to pass. And, and I won't bore you with the church stuff, uh, even though, you know, God has grown our church a lot. I remember one of the things that I wrote down personally was that, God, we would love to see baptisms happen. And so we had baptisms uh, this year. God, I would love to see, you know, uh, and at the time it was just a, a dream. We had no idea how to do it or even the courage to pursue it. Uh, but uh, we mentioned that, God, would you help us to maybe, I don't know, uh, uh, 
take what we're doing here and, and put it online or, 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 or package it in such a way where people can access it even before stepping into church. And, and so God bless us with, uh, uh, you know, ability to do podcasts this year. And uh, the messages has gone out uh, far and wide uh, on average because Spotify gives us uh, uh, statistics and not just Spotify, but the other web services that we use. But on average, every week there are 250 people that are blessed by our messages. I know, and not just that week's messages, but the messages of weeks past. And so I want you to know our church, even though we're based here uh, in the UK, we're impacting people outside these four walls. Uh, and they actually give me the, the locations. You know? So we have people from Hong Kong tuning in. We have people from Brunei tuning in. We have people from, from, from Malaysia tuning in. We have people from the UK tuning in. Uh, we have people from Europe tuning in and, and, and even America. And so really praise God uh, for what He is doing. But, but all that aside... Personally, for me, one of the things I wrote down, believing God to do for me and to achieve, because I knew that it was something that I couldn't do with my own ability, was to see my family uh, come to know Jesus. And so, really praise God. Uh, I put down two names, because these are the two names that have yet to given their lives to Jesus in my family. My father and my brother, the men in the Yao household, can be a little bit stubborn. And, but praise God, on Christmas Day this year, my father gave his life to Jesus and was baptized. So, you know, God honours our faith. And so that's what I want to focus on today, faith. Because it's not really a wish list that God looks at. It's not really the, the, our dreams that God looks at. But it's our faith that God looks at. So with the title called Faith Forward, um, I want us to turn to some scripture. And the first scripture I want us to turn to is Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says this, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I want you to know that God listens to your faith. He doesn't listen to your language. That's why no matter what language we pray to God, He listens. No, He doesn't look at the size of our dream and, and analyze to see whether He's got quota to meet that for the following year. No, He looks at our faith because Scripture says this, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is. A lot of us, we miss this scripture. We just read it as, he who comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But no, that he is first and that he is a rewarder. And why is it so important for God to mention that those who come to him must first believe that he is? It's not just coming before God and believe that he exists, but believe that he is fill in the blank. He is the answer to everything you ever need. He is the author and the finisher. He is the healer in your life. He is the provider in your life. He is the restorer in your life. He is the saviour of your life. You know, I love it that God is reminding us of His power, of His nature, just like how He reminded Moses. When Moses met God for the first time in the Old Testament, he asked God, God, who are you? And when I go see the Pharaoh and give your list of demands, who should I tell him sent me? And God says, I am the great I am. In other words, God says, there's nothing on earth that can describe me except me. 
And I am the great I am. I am all your hopes and desires times infinity. I am the creator of the universe. I am the finisher. I am the judge. I am the rewarder. I am the father uh, to the fatherless. I am. I am. And God here is reminding us again, if you come before God, don't just come before Him with a wish list. He's not Santa Claus. Come before Him first and foremost with faith. Bring your faith forward. I know at the end of the year, we start taking stock and we start saying things like, in the new year, I want to save up more money. In the new year, I want to travel more. In the new year, I want to gain more weight. And for some people, in the new year, I want to lose more weight. And some people are saying, in the new year, you know, I want to uh, make more friends. And then some people say, in the new year, I, I want to say goodbye to some friends. And, 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 and we sometimes can just be so fixated with the things, with the lists, with the to-do list. But God is saying that before you come before me with the to-do list, I want you to come before me with faith. With faith first, believing that I am all that you need. Before you're, you bring me the list, I want you to come before me recognizing, honoring me, submitting yourself that I am all that you need. And I am the answer to all your prayers that you have yet to pray. I am the healer. I am the solution. I am the first one that you come to, not the last one. Amen? And so God is saying to us, come on, in 2019, don't just bring a list forward. Don't bring emotional baggage forward. Don't bring unforgiveness forward. But bring your faith forward. And bring it before Him and go like, God, I come before you first like Scripture mandates that, that I, I, I that without faith, it is impossible to please you. But not just any type of faith. Faith to believe that you are all that I will ever need. Do you know that God, in a while we're going to go through some scriptures, God can actually be amazed by our faith? And, and, and a lot of times you're thinking to yourself, that, you know, can, can God be surprised? The Bible says, yes, He can. God can be surprised. And one of the areas that we can wow God in is in the area of our faith and our willingness to surrender and our childlikeness to trust Him. I want us to turn to some scriptures before coming back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And would you turn with me? Is it okay to read some scriptures this morning? Amen. We're in church after all. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 13. And then we're going to read Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 to 28. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 13. And we have it flashed up on the screen. It says this, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and I will heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. I say to this one, go, and he goes to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when this is what I want us to focus on, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who follow, assuredly I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Do you know that you can marvel God with your faith? So, so let me throw this back again. In moving your faith forward, it's completely up to you. Some of us, we can look at this and go like, oh, and I'm just coming to church. I'm just doing this religiously. And I'm just, you know, submitting to the due process. Hopefully God will stamp His approval on my dreams. Or you can come before God with such childlike faith and childlike trust and love for Him that you can marvel the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And this centurion got it. You know, and, and this, this, God was, you know, so amazing to include this into the Gospels because He wanted 
us to know that, hey, you can surprise me. And I love to be surprised. Wouldn't it be amazing? How many of you love it when your friends throw you a surprise party? Now, I know those of you go like, no, 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 I don't want to. You're just being modest. But actually, you, you, you love it. Amen. You hate it when people forget uh, to celebrate your birthday, but you love it when they surprise you, even though you're not dressed for it, even though you haven't put your makeup on and there's a knock at the door and you think it's just a takeaway, you open it, there's a bunch of your friends throwing balloons in your face. You know, you're shy for a little bit, but after a while, you're smiling from ear to ear because we all love a good surprise. Can you imagine what a gift? For the new it would be to, to, to offer a surprise faith to God. God, surprise! This is how much I trust you. And allow Jesus to go like, wow, wow. Man, I thought you grew, but wow, you have grown. Let's turn to another scripture. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 to 28. Another incident where Jesus was marveled. He says, Then Jesus went out from there, departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered, and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, said to her, oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. How many of you would love it for God to answer your prayer in that way? You're praying to God. I don't know what you're praying to God for. Maybe some of you here, you study. And uh, you're believing God, God. Would you help me with my grades? And then you heard the Holy Spirit says, let it be done as you desire. Wow. How many of you would just be overjoyed to hear that? Amen. You know, maybe, maybe that's not a good example. So, okay, let's, let's, let's up the ante. And some of you here, you're believing God for a new job. Or maybe you're believing God for a job. And as you're praying, after coming up from the interview, and even though you don't feel like you gave your 100%, or maybe you did feel like you gave your 100%, but it felt like your 100% was still lacking. And you're praying to God, God, how? God, would you bless you with this job anyway? And then God replies, not with a, oh, you really should have done better. Instead, God replies with a, let it be done as you desire. Man, you will be shouting for joy. Amen? And, and of course, still not good enough responses in church. But, but how, about, how about this? A lot of single people in church, you know? And then you're seeing that good-looking guy, you know, tall, dark, handsome for Jesus. Uh, and you say to yourself, God, that guy, he's not even noticing me. God, would you make him notice me? And then God says, let it be done as you desire. Man, immediately, you know, more people will, will, will come to church. Amen. Or maybe it's the guys in church, you know, you see that girl. Oh, no, the popular girl in church. We have whichever that girl is. Oh, she'll never notice me. I'm just uh, lowly. Usher, no, even though our ushers are not lowly, we love our ushers. I'm just saying it because maybe you think, but I'm telling you, no, you're not lowly. And, uh, you know, and then God says, it's okay, don't worry, let it be so as you desire. Amen. But before that, how, how, why did God say to the woman, let it be so as you desire? It was her faith that, that, that touched Jesus' heart. As you can see from the scripture that we just read earlier on, he says, oh woman, Oh, woman, girls in the church, how much of you would love for God, for Jesus to whisper in your ears, Oh, woman, oh, girl, great is your faith. 
Let it be as you desire. Amen? And so he goes to show that God can be marveled at our faith. And our faith can, can, can make Jesus go like, Oh, woman. Or, oh, man. Oh, great is your faith. Sometimes you read scripture with a boring tone, with an with a old man's accent, you know, and the Lord said, let it be done. No, Jesus is like, oh, woman. Great is your faith. You know, and we're going to go back to this scripture again uh, because this will help us to compile some of our points today. But let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. So now that you're convinced that faith is so important, and not just any type of faith. Don't just come to God with yesterday's faith. Come to God with a new faith. Come to God with a faith that will wow Him. Come to God with fresh faith. Faith that, that you've never tracked before. Amen? So that God can go like, wow, wow, you've really grown. This is really a step of faith. You, you never dared trust me like that before, but I see it. And, and man, oh man, oh woman, great is your faith. I want that to be God's reward for all of us. But I want us to also focus on three things as we bring our faith forward. Yes, we'll be bringing our hopes, our needs. And even though we use some examples that don't sound so serious, well, I mean, Having a job is serious. Getting good grades is serious. Life partner is serious. But maybe there are even more serious things like a, a breakthrough, freedom from depression. You know, you've been struggling with depression. It comes and goes like wind. And you're saying to yourself, God, I, I want to be rid of it once and for all in 2019. 2019, I want it to be the year of my freedom. I want that to be for you. So you are telling yourself and telling God, God, 2019, 19, I want it to be a year of freedom. I want to break free from all the addictions that are still holding me back from living a truly free life, free to worship you, free to serve you, a guilt-free. Ultimate freedom is to be guilt-free and to be sin-free. And sometimes, you know, we, we love God. He is in our lives, but we still have so much of our past, so much of our mess that is still clinging on to us and we want to break free. You know, those are things that we need to bring before God. Maybe for some of us here, it's the salvation of a loved one. You know, like I said last year, I submitted some names and, and God touched some of those lives. And today, I'm going to submit some more names. And maybe some of you here, you're going to start praying for your family members. Start praying for your siblings. Start praying for some people in your lives and believe God uh, to touch them. But I want us, as we bring our faith forward, the focus of our faith shouldn't be on the things and the problems that we're facing. Instead, the focus of our faith should be on the goodness of God. And that's the point, that's the first point I want to give you. Point number one, the goodness of God. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says this, Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is a rewarder. Do you know that for God to be a rewarder, it also means that He is a good God? You see, if you pray a certain amount and your prayers get answered a certain amount, then that's not good. That's just being fair. Does it make sense? Like when you go to a shop and the milk is 50p and you go to the counter, you pay 50p and you walk away with the milk, that's not good. <laughs> that's fair. Nobody walks away and goes like, wow. Sainsbury, so good. No, it's fair. 
And some of you can probably say that, no, it's not that good because it doesn't reward you. And I've got another place to shop where they reward your loyalty and that's a good place to do your shopping. You see, reward is synonymous with good because a good father rewards. A good father keeps his promise. A reward is, is, is not just cause and effect. A reward is gaining something that was so, so much more bigger than what we put in. In other words, when God rewards, He's showing to us, I am good. And I want you to first and foremost trust in my goodness. You see, many times we can also get stuck when we're praying and praying and praying, fasting and fasting and fasting, and yet we never see that breakthrough. And we're thinking to ourselves, God, why? Why didn't you hear me? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't we do that? But it's not because your prayers haven't been heard but it's because God is good. And maybe that thing that you're hoping for is not good for you. Let me use an example that all of us here can sympathize with because maybe you're going through it, ouch, or maybe some of you have gone through it or maybe you will go through it. For example, you're praying to God, God, please, I will, God, get me that job. I want that job. And you're working, you know, so hard to, to, to brush up your interview skills and, and your CV and all that. And you went in there and you put on the best perfume. You brushed your teeth. In fact, you went to the dentist to get it whitened. You went to the hairdresser the day before and not the cheap one, London School of Barbary, where it gives you for free, but it's expensive one where you pay for it. And you go in there, you bought a new suit. Wow. And you walk in trying to impress and you think that you did impress and still that door was closed for you. And at that moment, you might go like, God, why, why, why? It's not because God is bad, but because God is good. You see, sometimes we see in part, therefore we think it's good, but not realizing that, that yeah, that job that you think is the best is going to have hours so long that you're going you're gonna to die young. You know what I'm saying? Some of you here, you know, God is saying that, no, yeah, you want a job, but, but, but if I get you this job, you're going you're gonna to get not a job, but you're going to be entering into, you know, a, a, a contract where it almost feels like you're selling your soul to the company. And that's not my best for you. You know, some of you even, you know, can be praying, God, you know, that, 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 that guy, God, he's so cool looking. He's got all the packs I ever want. I want six and a half. And he's got six and a half. God, he's perfect. He's so smooth. He's full of potential. God, how come he rejected me? How come he doesn't see me? And God is saying, it's not because I'm evil or I want to bully you. And that's what the devil wants us to think. If you want something, don't surrender it to God. Ah, how many of you heard that before? If you want something, don't surrender it to God because God might say No. And so you try to, 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 you know, hustle your own way to get that thing, get that job, get that position, get that girl, get that guy, only for that thing to ruin you and to hurt you. Only to realize that when God was closing the door, He was sparing you from heartache. He was sparing you from unfaithfulness. He, was, he, was, he, was, he could see more. He sees more than you ever know. And so one thing moving forward, yes, bring your hopes and dreams. Surrender them completely to God. But don't focus on, on whether it happens or not. Focus on the goodness of God. Meaning this, God, if it happens, praise God, you're so good. If it doesn't happen, praise God, you're so good. Because your timing is perfect. Because you know more than I do. 
You're more perfect in wisdom. You're more perfect in knowledge. And so if that thing is not for me, it's good. It's good because you're still good. You know, I, I tell myself this every time when I fly and I pray this all the time, God, free upgrade to business class, please. How many of you have been there before? Come on, see some hands. Amen. Every time I, I stand about to check in, I go like, God, free business class, please, maybe, maybe. And I heard the voice of God says, nah, no. It's not because God is evil, but because God is good. He's saying that, you know what? Economy is good enough for you. You don't need business. You're not going to enjoy any more or less than economy. Now, I know that statement is hard to swallow for a lot of people. But that's why I go like, but you know what? God is good. Because maybe I'm in business class and there's a crying baby next to me. Maybe I'm at business class and, you know, you know my neighbor is drunk and, and disorderly. And maybe, you know, I'm saying, and so I'm not going to dwell on the maybes. Instead, I'm going to focus on the goodness of God. So God, when you bring it to pass, you're so good. That's automatic. But God, even if it doesn't happen, God, I trust in your goodness. When you trust in God's goodness, you're also trusting that God will help you filter out your hopes and your dreams. How many of you say, can honestly say you trust all your judgments 100%? No hands. Praise God for honest church. All of us would, would, would appreciate people who will check and balance. People who will come in and say, that, you know what? That can be better. Actually, that's not the most accurate call. This could be better. And that's what trusting in the goodness of God does to you. It's God's spiritual filter saying that, yeah, I'll only let the good enter your life. And even though it looks like and it feels like you're missing out, you're not missing out because I'm actually, I'm only filtering out the good for you. But, but God, how, how can good cause me so much tears? No, those tears are good for you. God, I, I feel like I'm walking through a valley. This can't be good. No, the valley is good for you. God, God, how come my sickness is not healed? Because patience is good for you. And so God ultimately is not just interested in making us richer, fatter, more, you know, I don't know, more famous or anything like that, but He's interested in growing us in His own image. So point number one, bring your faith forward, but put your faith in the goodness of God. Point number two, put your faith in the authority of God. And let's turn to the scripture that we were at earlier in Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 13. This wasn't just a scripture where the centurion wowed Jesus, where Jesus gave him such high praise. Nowhere. I can't find this kind of faith. Ooh, I can't even find this kind of faith in the entire house of Israel. People who have known me for generations and they still don't have your level of faith. That's just one aspect of this incident. Another aspect was Jesus was so proud of this centurion's faith in his authority because he credited Jesus and, and gave him praise and honour in such a way where in the entire Old Testament it was never recorded where God is like this. He says this, no, I am a man under authority and, and, I, and I've got soldiers under me. You know, I understand authority. Authority allows me to ask someone to go and they will go. Not might go, they will go. Authority gives me the, the right to ask someone to come, and it's not they might come, they will come. And if they don't come, something will come to them. Called punishment. Called discipline. And when I ask my servant, do this, the servant doesn't get to have a second opinion. The, has, the, 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 the servant just does it. And, and so he's saying that, Jesus, your word is, is authority personified. If you say healed, it's healed. You don't even need to come. If you say done, it is done. 
And Jesus was wild, not just with this centurion's faith, but this centurion's faith in his authority. And this is something that we need to put our focus on. In the new year, put your focus on the authority of Jesus. Authority means this, the right to make decisions. You see, every breakthrough that we need, almost it, it can be, in a very simple way, split to two. The possible and the impossible. I mean, let me put it to you again, okay? Now, I know this, this line looks blurred sometimes. But let's say you're applying for a scholarship and you're one in 500 candidates and they tell you there's only 10 positions available this year. What do you need to put your faith in? Is that, is that a possible situation or an impossible situation? That's a possible situation. But it feels like the odds might not be on your side. But it's still a possible situation. So how does that possible situation work in your favour when authority steps into your place? When the people of authority, the people in charge of finalising and shrinking that 500 to a 10 gives you favour. So that kind of possible, it's, it's, it falls under the category of authority. Some of you here, you're applying for a job. Is that possible or impossible? It's possible. You send in, you got a call back. You're there at the door, aren't you? Yes, you are. So where are you? You're in the realm of the possible. But what you need to get through the door, the authority of God. It's the authority of God because if God asks the manager, hire him, the person will be hired. You know what I'm saying? No, if, if some of you here, you know, you're, you're, you're praying for something that's impossible. Let's say, for example, a loved one in your life is battling cancer. Now, we all know, and we have doctors in the house as well, that there's no cure for cancer found yet. There's no cure for some of these terminal diseases. So what does that, that breakthrough fall under the umbrella of? The umbrella of the impossible. And, and we will go into impossible in point number three. But let's come back to focus on authority. And so Jesus was saying that, wow, you get it that I have authority. How many of us actually understand that God has authority in your life? That when God says it is done, it is done. When God says it is done for your studies, it is done for your studies. So don't put your focus on God. I hope my grace, put your focus that God, the God I serve. You see, he who comes to God must first believe that he is. The God I serve is in control. The God I serve is bigger than the dean. The God I serve is, some of you here, you know, are maybe believing God for visas, either a work visa, visa extension, or visa for some, some, some sort of visa or the other. Who's in control? Some of you say home ministry. But who's on top of home ministry? Some of you say home secretary. Who's on top of home secretary? Prime minister. Who's on top of prime minister? Don't say the will of the people. It's Jesus. It's the will of God. So who has authority in that area? Jesus. You see, God is saying to us, many times we pray, but it's empty prayers. It's just a long list of prayers. God bless me, bless me. God help me, help me. And our focus, if you're really honest, is on the problem. But God is teaching us another way to pray. Focus on my goodness. And when we focus on God's goodness, we're also submitting to God. God, your will be done. We don't even need to think. You know, that's the best thing. When I was growing up as a believer, I always felt conflicted before God set me free on how to pray. Because God, if I pray this, if it's not your will to bless me, how? 
So how should I pray? And sometimes we still get stuck like this, right? And therefore, we don't pray, you know? And, and, and sometimes we will complain, actually, should pray too positively. I say, no, no, we don't pray positively. We pray, we, we declare the impossible, but we focus on the goodness of God. And so if God makes it happen, He's good. If God doesn't make it happen, He's still good. And, and I don't have to worry about, is it His will, should I no will? No, I, no, I'm just going to cross the line, focusing on His goodness. And so God is saying, I focus also on my authority. Don't focus on the problem. In the new year, what are you believing God for? Is it a promotion focused on His authority? Are you believing God for an extension focused on His authority? Are you believing God for approval focused on His authority? Amen? You know, are you, you know, and, 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 and God is saying that, no, be like this centurion. And, and the thing is this, that having faith in God is something that, it's about trust. It's not something you can learn. That's why Jesus intentionally chose the centurion and made him an example. Centurion, he's someone who doesn't know God in the traditional sense, in the Old Testament sense. He wasn't a Hebrew person. He wasn't Jewish. He wasn't a Levite. He wasn't a Pharisee. He was a centurion. You know, but he understood God's authority. And God is saying that you don't need to go to Bible school to understand that I have authority. You just need to trust in my authority. Would you pray now focusing on my authority? Point number three, focus on the power of God. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 to 28, a lot of times when we read the scripture on a surface level, it feels like Jesus wasn't the nicest person. Jesus was a little bit xenophobic. He's not. Jesus never makes accidents and He does everything with intention and sometimes He allows drama to play out so that the people around Him can learn a lesson. And so what was he trying to tell? He was trying to tell, hey, all, all you people who profess to be from a lineage of Abraham, don't, 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 don't be so proud. You know, it's, it, the faith is not something that is linked with your lineage. Faith is not something that is linked with, with, with religion. Faith is something that if you understand it, if you have it, you have it. And so then Jesus went out and departed to this area and behold, he met a woman from Canaan and this woman had a problem. The daughter was demon-possessed. And it says here, severely demon-possessed. This is not just some demon-possessed. I know we say that in church sometimes. More like me, I say that in church sometimes. You know, and uh, when I see sometimes naughty kids running around, I jokingly, jokingly, please don't crucify a pastor, jokingly tell my wife, oh man, that, that kid needs to, needs to have a demon cast out from him. If I say jokingly, I just say, that, oh, that, that, that boy is so naughty, he needs to be disciplined. That's what I meant, you know. Uh, but, but this obviously wasn't a joke because this was a severely demon-possessed. That means you can see it. I'm not sure. This is some horror movie level stuff. She could be levitating. She could, her voice could be changing. She'd be crawling like a spider on the ceiling. Whatever it is, but this lady had a problem. But praise God, God can solve it. Amen? No matter what problem you face. And so we're entering into the realm of the supernatural, the realm of the impossible. But, but God still has power over the impossible. It says this, have mercy. But he answered her not a word. This is where we need to focus that Jesus is teaching a lesson. Because if Jesus was really racist or whatever you, name you want to call him, uh, he would have rejected her like that. But instead, he was silent. He wanted to let the drama play. He wanted her drama to attract people's attention so that in one swoop, he could teach a lesson for people to go like, oh, yikes, Jesus, ouch, that was for me. And so Jesus, first of all, sat silent. And so his disciples were the first people to learn thought that, oh, 
the, the rabbi is silent, so maybe we, we, we would ask her to go away. But this lady would not listen to the disciples. So the disciples went to Jesus. Jesus, I think you need to dismiss her because we don't even have power to dismiss her. And, and yet Jesus said nothing. Let's move on. Jesus answered. And this is where Jesus started this deep theological discussion with this Canaanite woman. And sometimes we, we, we think that, oh, Jesus is so savage. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's speaking in deep terms that even the Pharisees that were around him would understand. And he says this, and I was not sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Do you know that sometimes when we pray, God will intentionally set us up, not to fail us, but set us up to see how serious we are for that breakthrough. And so Jesus wasn't rejecting, Jesus wasn't ridiculing, Jesus was trying to set this lady up, lady, I see you, and, and I, I already know you're going to have a faith that wants it. I'm just waiting for that line to drop. Oh, I love this. But I need these people to catch it. So let me set you up. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me draw in the Pharisees by saying something the Pharisees would say. And so, you know, I wasn't sent to the, I know, to, to the masses. I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But was she rejected by that? Did she cry? Did she throw attention? No. Instead, she came nearer and worshipped him. See, sometimes when we have faith, faith is not just about, is, like I said many times before, God is not Google. He's, he doesn't respond instantaneously to our search. And now technology is crazy. They even have Google Home. And you don't even need to search now. You just say, Google, play Christmas carols. And then it play, playing Christmas carols. But that's not God. God, heal my daughter. Healing your daughter. That's not God. What is God after? Faith. Because without faith, he's, what is He setting us up for? Not for trouble, so that we can please Him. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So He's setting us up for some faith. Let me see. I know this lady has faith. And so I know this little comment won't throw her up. Instead, this comment will set her up for a display of faith. So instead of being rejected, she came forward. So I'm telling you, in 2019, you're going to be praying. And it will seem like there will be some pushback from God. But don't be rattled by the pushback. Push forward. Come nearer and worship Him. And put your faith not on the problem. Put your faith not on the rejection. Put your faith not on the answer, but put your faith in the power of God. And this is what she said. Jesus said, right? It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. This lady was, was going on and on with Jesus with them deep intellectual theological talk. You're saying that, I know Jesus, I know the code word that you're speaking. And I know this is not a rejection, but I'm telling you, I know I'm not worthy. But God, would you give me your crumbs? Because I know your crumbs will be able to free my daughter who is severely demon-possessed. My crumbs. Crumbs. We don't think much about crumbs, do we? When we clean a table, what do we sweep to the floor? Crumbs. Nobody picks up the crumbs. But then this lady says that, God, your crumbs are good enough for me. God, you can do anything. Even your crumbs can set my daughter free. Would you give me some crumbs? Some crumbs that are not worth your time. Some crumbs that your, your, your children don't want. God, give me your crumbs because your crumbs are good enough for me. This lady realized that, that the absolute power of God that even in the crumbs of God, there is enough power to, to make the horror movie called her daughter into a romantic comedy, into a family-friendly show 
just in time for Christmas. Not with lightning from the sky. Not even with a word, but with your crumbs, God. With your crumbs. And what is God trying to tell us? Focus on my power. Because after this, Jesus says, Ooh, woman. That's what I wanted to hear. That's what I wanted all of them to hear. Do. Let it be done as you so desire. And God is saying in the new year, what are you believing God for that is in the realm of the impossible? God, if my dad, he's impossible. Focus on the power of God. God, my, I, my addiction is impossible. Focus on the power of God. My depression is, focus on the power of God. My fear, focus on the power of God. God, you don't understand. The deadline has passed. Focus on the power of God. What are you focusing on? Some of us, we abort our own faith. And then before God even says no, we kill it. And we say, no, 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 no. It's impossible. It's, 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 it's impossible. It's impossible. Sometimes we focus on the impossible instead of focusing on the power of God. But God is saying that focus on my power. Amen. So with these three points, and this is how I want to link them together, hopefully in a memorable and cute way. Focus on the goodness of God. He is good no matter what happens. And He will help you filter out your hopes, your dreams. Focus on the authority of God because it's His authority that allows everything in the realm of possibility to happen. Focus on the power of God because the power of God makes the impossible possible. Amen? And when you focus on the goodness of God, the authority of God, and the power of God, you solve this conundrum. You see, between our hopes and dreams, what's your hope and dream for the new year? In a while, we'll challenge you to write it down. And a piece of paper, don't throw it away. Keep it personal. Don't share it with your friends and go like, ha-ha, this is why I'm... No, no, no. Keep it personal between you and God. God listens not to your list, but God listens to your faith. And so if you take it with serious faith, God will honour it. But between that list, if we can be really honest, and you, there's a gap. What are some things I believe in God for in the new year? As usual, crazy, supernatural things that only God can do. You know, we're believing for more homes to be multiplied. We're believing for church to double in its outreach of people. Now, I'm not into crowds, but, but God is. And Jesus deserves a crowd. Jesus deserves so many more people to know Him, to know His freedom, to know His love. You know, the good news is too good to keep to ourselves. So I want to believe God that He will double our church size. Maybe God will even challenges to, I don't know, Sunday evening service? <laughs> I know silence and no volunteers. <laughs> There's a gap. See, between, let's just use that for example. Between a desire to multiply homes, currently we have three homes. Maybe in the next year, God, we can multiply to six homes, seven homes. By your goodness, God, it will happen. But between that, there's a gap. That gap is called, we need houses to meet. That gap is called, we need leaders. That gap is called, we need more people. 
How many know that we need more people in order for multiplication to happen? Duh, right? And, and, and between that, Holmes, God, and me is the gap. It's not even 2019. It's not even the gap. The gap is, God, I need more houses. God, I need more leaders. God, I need more people. God, I need more people who go to homes. Because sometimes people come to church, but they go to homes. Ouch. Maybe let's put it down as a new resolution for 2019, man. But there's a gap. So how do I fix that gap? By focusing on the goodness of God, the authority of God, and the power of God. Some of you are smiling. You're getting it. The goodness of God, the authority of God, and the power of God. G-A-P. Gap. How do you fill that gap? With your own hustle? No, the goodness of God. The authority of God. And the power of God. So let me tell you how your pastor will be praying. God, I, God, I submit my desire to make your, name, make your name great. I want to see more homes planted all across the city. But I don't have houses, but I believe in your goodness. I don't have leaders yet, but I believe in your authority. God, I, I don't have even the numbers yet, but I believe in your power. And so I'm not going to focus on, where's the people coming from? Where am I going to find leaders? I'm going to focus, God, you're good. You will bring people. God, you have authority. If you challenge people to step up, they will step up. You know, your pastor can be begging, please open your house. No, you have a double-story apartment in the middle of London. Would you please open it for the Lord? But if God says it, oh, you can't go to sleep until you say yes to Him. The authority of God. And we can even say, but God, how, you know? Second service, are you crazy? Can we, do we have money for that? Where's the location? Will it affect first service? Pastor, are you saying this for fun or are you saying this for example? We need to know. Focus on the power of God. Not on your pastor, but on your power. The power of God. Amen? Your G-A-P is not your lack. Your G-A-P is the goodness of God, the authority of God, and the power of God. Come on, someone say amen. That was some good. I, I spent the whole of last night thinking of that point. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And I pray that in the new year, amen, we will surrender. This is, this, and, and this is how we want to close today's service. But coming back to that first place, faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So in a while, I want to challenge, and I'm not even asking for the worship team to come up straight away because maybe they want to spend some time to write down some hopes, some dreams, some, 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 some of their breakthroughs. And so right now, why don't we do that? You know, if you have a journal, take it out. And I really encourage you to commit this to paper, pen and paper. And we do have some pen and papers available uh, in church today. Uh, not your phone, lest it gets stolen and then you, do, you, you lose your, your, your testimony. Lest it runs out of battery. <laughs> but, but write it down. And, you know, fold it up. Keep it in your Bible. Take it out from time to time throughout 2019 to pray and to take it off the list to say that, wow, God, you're so good. That's done. The scholarship is done. That breakthrough is done. That addiction is, is gone no more. My depression is gone no more. In Jesus' name, tick, 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 tick. God, you're so good. And then at the end of next year, maybe you can even come up and share a testimony with that piece of paper and go like, yeah, 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 I've got five things to give God thanks for. And you name all the five things you wrote down in the previous year. We want to enter 2019 not just with a lot of eating, a lot of drinking, a lot of sleeping, a lot of celebrating, 
But we want to enter in with faith, by faith. Faith in the goodness of God, in the authority of God, in the power of God, that He will make these dreams of ours come true. These targets of ours come true. Write it down. Write it down in your Bible if you have to. Write it down. And, and, and write down, you know, it, it's between you and God. Some of you here, God, provide me. God, I'm believing you for that job. I know that was one of the things that Pastor Cap wrote down last year. And guess what God did? He did it. Some of you are writing down salvation. He did it. Some of you are writing down your future plans. He did it. Let's spend some time writing down. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.